0: Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to this uh, episode of Thrive. I am here with Joe O'Connor, who is the Global Pilot Program Manager of 4dayweek.com. That's the number 4dayweek.com, Joe uh, thanks very much for joining us.
0: Thanks, Gene. Great to be here. Tell
1: us um, about fourdayweek.com. dayweekcom what, what exactly is
0: it? Sure. Well, we're a not-for-profit organization, 4-Day Week Global. Um, we were founded by two New Zealand-based entrepreneurs, Andrew Barnes and Charlotte Lockers, who introduced the 4-Day Working Week in their business, Perpetual Guardian, back in 2018. They did this based on this principle of the 180-100 rule, which was 100% of the pay, 80% of the time, but in return for a commitment to delivering 100% of the productivity. Their trial, which was conducted with academics at Auckland University, was a big success. Actually, this is back before the four day work week was the global phenomenon that it is today. So they got quite a bit of interest, attention, coverage, and they set up this foundation really with the purpose of number one, Advocating for the concept of the shorter working week worldwide, and number two, to support companies who are interested in either trialing or introducing what we call reduced-hour, productivity-focused working.
1: Got it. And you know, companies around the world, like Microsoft, Panasonic, uh, there's there's a trial program going on in the UK. Uh, I've seen success with the four-day work week. Uh, certain countries, like Iceland, you know, has also seen success, and they've had studies going on for a number of years, but Joe, so listen, my audience are small business owners in the US, okay? Um, they are generally skew of an older range, like my age 50s, you know, and even older, you know? So, and and there are some congressmen, that, and I interviewed one from California who, who wants to introduce legislation that would require companies to offer a four day uh, work week. So, Okay, so I'm a business owner. You're telling me, like, oh, you want to have a four day work week. So people are going to do 80% of the work and I'm still going to pay them 100% of their wages. How is that possibly good for me? You know, like, how do you respond to that question?
0: Well, I think the critical aspect there is this concept is not about doing 80% of the work. This concept is about shifting from time as a measure or as a surrogate for productivity towards a focus on the work that's actually getting done and what's being delivered for your business. And our experience in working with companies all over the world, small, medium and large, is that what the four day work week trial does for your company is that it aligns your company's interests with individual employee interests in a way that, that few things do. You know, the process of a trial, if it's done the right way, and when I say the right way, I mean, If it's very, very clear as to how it's going to be measured, if there are very clear targets, deliverables, success metrics in place, and if the success of the trial is linked to delivery on those outcomes, then you achieve the situation where, A, you create this huge focus within your organization on what are you doing? How can you do it better? How can you work more efficiently? B, you create this motivation across your entire workforce where people are so incredibly driven to hit those goals because they know that the You know, this incredible transformative benefit of the four day working week, whether that becomes a permanent policy or not, not, is linked to delivery on these goals. And it also creates a really empowered, engaged workforce. So that's our experience. And that's why this is not something that's about, you know, paying people for doing less work. This is about actually shifting towards a smarter way of working.
1: Okay. So, two takeaways on that. So, first of all, Um, I mean, you said this is not about time and you're absolutely right. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, So just just my friendly suggestion to all of you four-day weekers out there is that when you talk about four-day week, that's like a time component, you know? So when you're saying it's not about time and then you're calling it a four-day week, it sounds like it is about time. Do you know what I mean? Like, in other words, it needs like a different, to me, it's like it needs a different kind of branding around it because it it should be exactly what you said. It should be about deliverables you know when, when a business owner like me hears four day weeks we just think that oh okay so they're going to spend less time and still get paid the same We, in other words just you know time has got to be taken out of the equation so that's my first takeaway the second um, question that I have for you though is about those deliverables you you are like spot on when you talk about deliverables I mean nowadays it's it's not my, my best client's don't care whether their employees work 40 or 80 hours in a week. They just care about getting their stuff done during the week. You know, I mean, that's just, just what it is. But what do do I say to a client of mine? Who's like, Hey, you know, I got, I got this guy and he's coming in here and he's working this machine. He's got to be in this machine eight hours a day because the machine has to keep running. You know, I mean, there's no, there's no deliverables component. you know, what do you, what do you say to those employees? Because there are some jobs that, that are, time, you know, time reliant. Do you know what I mean?
0: Sure. Well, let me address both your points together. Yeah. because I Go think Go back and argue back with me
1: on my first point.
0: <laughs> sure. So on the branding question and how we pitch this as the four-day work week, we would acknowledge that internally because when we talk to companies, this is not about a four-day week in every case. This is not about Fridays off in every case. This is not a one-size-fits-all solution. And the 180-100 Ratio can be applied in a lot of different ways. From our experience, the four day week is a conversation starter. The four day week is something that you can see from the momentum that it's gained all across the world is something that gets you into talking about reduced hour productivity focused working, which is really what we're all about. So you could argue that there's maybe a degree of clickbait in that when we talk about four day work week, for some companies that might mean, you know, I would say 5 to 10% of companies we work with what it means is the company moves to a four day work week as well as the employees in the vast majority of cases we're talking about clever rostering scheduling in order to ensure that the same service standards can be maintained and in order to ensure that the same you know access is there for customers and clients across the work week
1: so it is, you know, it's funny that you said And that really is a, a great point, the, the clickbait point. I mean, when you hear four-day week, you know, you're like, what the heck is that all about? You know, that sounds awful, you know, and it, it draws you into the conversation. Whereas if it was something more like consulting logistics, like performance pay, you know, or something like that, it doesn't, right? It, it doesn't like. sense. Sure. We, doesn't we, make have, we haven't found
0: a better way yet. So of introducing true. people to this conversation, and my view would be, um, and that's why I come down on the side of I'm still fine with our name and how we how we market ourselves. I think I've probably had hundreds more conversations with business owners, with HR managers, and with people who are intrigued by the four day work week. And their start point might be, well, the four day work week, based on my conception or my preconception of what that is, that wouldn't work in my business. But by the time we reach the end of the conversation and I've talked about, well, actually, this can look very, very different, depending on the context, depending on the business's needs, depending on the particular challenges that you might have, then maybe they're a little bit more open minded to the idea that actually, we can reduce hours, and we can do it in a way that enables us to maintain or improve output. And you know, this is about in the same way that the five day, nine to five, it's the most common work arrangement today, it's the standard, it's maybe the default, but it's not the only one. So we're not saying that, you know there will continue to need to be different kinds of flexibility for different sectors for different uh, companies but also for different individual workers but we're talking about moving to the four day work week as the new default and we believe that some version of reduced working time is achievable right across the economy
1: you know i got to tell you when i first um, i worked at kpmg for like 9 years and then i was a controller at a company like you know the financial controller of a it's like a 50 person biotech company and um, I reported to a CFO. And um, there was there were days where we were working, you know, like 15 hour days, if we were doing financings or whatever. And then there were days where like, there was nothing going on. Like we, were, we just, you know, we, we had our days done. And yet the guy would make me still stay there until six o'clock at night, you know, you know, when he would leave, you know, and I remember I, I had little kids at home, you know, at the time, and here I was twiddling my thumbs. And that was in a a time this was like in the late 90s where like you know you just don't you didn't question that it was just that's just the way it was um i don't think today's generation would stand for something like that i think you would lose employees if you had that type of attitude at work you know what are your thoughts on that i mean what are your thoughts on um you know gen z and the millennials driving this type of change
0: well i think we're seeing this based on the fact you know i've been working around this area since around 2018 and Back then, the main reasons companies were drawn to this idea were productivity. They'd seen some of the case studies, successful case studies around productivity or well-being, or they saw this as an initiative to improve employee well-being. The number one reason now, by far, why companies come to us interested in trialling this is recruitment and retention, way, way, way over and above anything else. And, And particularly, we're seeing it in sectors of the economy whereby maybe previously offering flexible working, remote working, some version of hybrid working, that might have been a competitive advantage for you. Now, because of the impact of COVID, it's likely that if you don't offer that, it's a competitive disadvantage. It's almost a given in a lot of industries. So companies now are searching for what is the new thing that can give us an edge in terms of retaining our best people and recruiting better talent um, for for our uh, recruitment pools. You know, the way Banks Benitez, who's the CEO with Uncharted, a company in Denver, Colorado, that have done this, the way he describes, and it always struck me is you know they're competing with Facebook and with Google and people like this for engineers, for tech talent, and they can't compete in the top one percent of salaries. But right now, they can compete in the top one percent of work weeks. So I think that's one of the things that's really, really drawing companies of all kinds of different shapes and sizes to this idea.
1: You know our audience are small business owners, and you know one of the one of the great advantages of working for a small business is that, um, you can have that flexibility. You know, it doesn't have to be some some overall corporate program because there's thousands of employees. Um, you know, in a small business, you can work with individual employees and work out a schedule that works best for them and still delivers the results that you want. So, you know, those kind, you know, that kind of arrangement works. You know, you talk about the four-day week, and I know that the the initial starting point of the conversation is like, listen, it's all about deliverables, and you know, you don't have to work. It's not about hours. But in some cases, you know, some companies do like to make it you know, you know, about hours. And in some industries, that four-day work week, um, it, it's not a new story. I mean, you know, one of the big attractions to working in certain healthcare jobs like nursing was that you could work you know, four 10-hour days and then have three you know, days off after that, which, which is also very attractive you know, to people as well. So when you're talking about four-day weeks, do you, you know, do you, would you take that into consideration? Like, Hey, it doesn't necessarily have to be about, you know, you're working less and having levels. It could be working the same amount of hours, but, but having more flexibility in that, you know, in that time period.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm aware of companies that have moved to four, 10 hour days and it works for them. And many of their employees are very, very happy with that arrangement, you know, We've also seen scenarios where companies have tested that out and actually it's worsened the feeling of more intense working, people have felt more burnt out, more stressed. And, and, you know, there's a certain amount of that um, where you get that extra recharge and refresh by the extra three days. But I guess that's not our model, you know? It might work for, for, for some companies, but our model is really about looking at the business, looking at how can we become more efficiently? How can, because, you know, that is a restructuring or a reorganizing of the current work week. Part of the of, the, of the, the magic of the process here is there is a quid pro quo. You know, there is a carrot here, which is reducing the work week for employees. And, you know, one of the things that people would say to me is, well, why can we not do all of these things? Why can we not have a change management process within our business where we get a real intense focus on what we're doing, how we're doing it, processes, efficiencies? I'm not so sure that you would get the same level of engagement and buy into that process as companies who have used the four day work week as an entry point or as a lever and to have that that conversation within their business. So the way I would say it is you will not you will not know whether this will work in your company until you engage with your people, until you you empower them to figure out how, you know, what are the changes that could be made, made to their work practices in order to facilitate this. You won't know the answer until you've trialed it and the worst thing that can happen at the end of a trial period is that you will have learned an awful lot about about your company about your people and about how you operate and you know so that's why we would say to companies like probably the biggest reason for project failures from companies who come to us saying you know we're thinking about trialing reduced working time they some of them might even announce it to their staff team. And the biggest reason for project failure that we've encountered is actually overthinking it at leadership level. It's leaders who feel our role in this process is resolving every single potential issue or problem before we even engage our people or before we even run the trial. Whereas, you know, really their role is, this is what we need to get done, these are the service standards, these are the deliverables, these are the targets we need to hit. Now we're going to get out of the way because we don't have all the answers, and we're going to leave it over to our team leaders and to our people to come up with how can we make this work.
1: Got it, Joe. So, what's your involvement in all of this? What is four day weeks involvement? Do you consult with companies that do this? Do you, you know, I mean, you know, just bluntly, how do how do you make a
0: living off of this? Sure. Well, we're a not for profit, and. For our first couple of years of our existence, all of our activity was pretty much personally bankrolled by our founders who just believed in this idea. We're obviously now moving to a space where we're trying to grow and expand with the growth of the movement that's happening exponentially all around us. So that's not a sustainable model. Most of our running costs of the programs that we run are now funded through individual level level company donations. So we've a, a system of staggered donations, suggested contributions based on your company size. Um, and that's how most of our activity is currently funded. Our role effectively is we're supporting companies, we're interested in trialing this, we're running coordinated, structured um, programs of this all around the world. So there's one running at the moment in Ireland, which is where I'm originally from, as you can probably tell from the name of the accent. Um, so we have 17 companies who started their six-month trials last week. We then have 35 companies here in the United States and Canada who are starting their trials on the 1st of April. And then on the 1st of June we're just just after announcing a new program in the United Kingdom and the level of interest there has been off the charts our expectation will be that we're definitely going to be north of 50 in terms of companies taking part in that and we expect that the interest amongst businesses and governments in this idea is only going in one direction and that's up.
1: that's great um how do I get started with this if I say I'm running a company of you know I guess no company is too small but let's assume I've got a company of a few dozen employees I'm listening to this conversation. I'm like, I, right, you know, I'm, I'm an open-minded guy. I'm thinking of, you know, maybe I'll, I would, you know, I would consider this for my workforce. What advice would you have for me as to how I specifically get started to implement like a four day work week program?
0: Well, one of the first things I'd say is we'd love for anyone, any of your listeners who are interested in this to get in touch and um, you can contact us at program at fourdayweek.com. dot um, And we have this program running in, in the U S and Canada, which we generally have an arc of 12 months for each of our programs. We spend three months engaging with companies, recruiting them to join the program. We spend tr- three months giving them the pre-trial supports to get them trial ready. So that's been that's been up and running for the last few weeks for a lot of companies. April one might be a stretch too soon. So unless you you know unless you're quite a ways down the process. I think we'd be looking at maybe a program that we might be running later this year or early next year as something that we could maybe uh, engage with with you on in terms of getting you involved with that program. If you're looking at a different timeline outside of that, we've got lots of resources that we're happy to share with companies who are exploring this. But definitely the first step that we would say for, for a lot of companies is engage your people on it. You know, T- talk to people, talk to your, uh, your team leaders about how, because, you know, it doesn't need to be one size fits all. Even within the company, we've worked with companies where they have certain sections. Let's say your account section, where they're working a pure four-day week, where they've maybe a fixed flexibility model. People take the Monday or the Friday. But then maybe their product or their engineering or their sales sections of the business it operates entirely differently. There's much greater flexibility around scheduling in order to ensure that they can they can deliver the service uh, across the entire week. So you know, engaging people about how it might work in their particular section or department is really important.
1: Is there a, uh, because this is considered to be, you know, it could be considered to be a benefit. um, If you don't apply this across the board to all of your workers, is there any exposure to a business owner to be accused of, Uh, you know, discriminatory labor practices, you know, so say you offer a four day week option to your customer service group, but you're not offering it to the people that are in, you know, the the production floor, Um, you you know, is it, are you exposing yourself to saying there's people in the production floor saying that's unfair that you're giving them that
0: advantage? So for this reason, and for many others, including unforeseen consequences of making contractual changes, both for the employer and the employee. A lot of organizations that we will work with will introduce this as a policy rather than a contractual change. So effectively, you know, and, and we encourage companies not to frame it as a work-life balance policy because actually the work-life balance benefits of this, they're almost given. They're well established by now within, the, the, within academia, within case studies. You need to frame this as a productivity policy. You need to make this about delivering productivity. And then you have it as an opt-in policy with your employees whereby people opt into this policy you're saying, we're going to pay you to deliver this output, we're only going to require you to work four days or 32 hours or whatever that might be. And therefore, this is something that's not necessarily a contractual change, which then has all kinds of ramifications for pensions, leave entitlements, and and other things from an employer perspective. But the other important point about that is, it makes this something that's a practice. And it makes this something that people view as, this isn't a one-off decision that's taken, and then we run it as a trial. And then maybe after six months, we just go back to the way we used to work under the five-day model. This is something that you need to consistently and continuously earn. This is something that it requires, you know, a certain degree of collective responsibility across the workforce in order to ensure that they can make this work for the company. So by doing it in that way, I think it it, it creates the, that culture and that mindset that this isn't just something we've done and now it's done and it's over with. This is something that you need to consistently earn.
1: Um, do you ever get any issues from employees that, um, how can I, how can I say this diplomatically, say uh, you're an employee, you're working five days a week. Uh, your company goes to four day week with the intention of saying, listen, you know, you're serving these 10 customers. Maybe, um, you're going to, you know, we had to do it in a five day. We're going to want you to do it in a four day week. Um, you know, so you'll get paid the same, but we still expect the deliverables to be the same as well. Um, and if the employees meet those deliverables isn't that kind of saying that like you know they were um th- they were wasting time on the job you know like you know like oh wow what a surprise we we're able to get all of our work done in 4 days instead of 5 which you know opens up the question like well, what the heck were you doing for those 5 days to begin with you know do you ever and like that, and that's that kind why of i, think, in a way, I like? think
0: culturally there needs to be organizations that do this there needs to be trust and there needs yeah. to be you know this is not something that will fix bad culture this is something where there needs to be that level of trust that this is something that it's a free and open space for people to say actually we could do this better we could automate this process we could cut this thing out that we've been doing for the last 5 years but actually now it's not something that delivers high value or high productivity to the business that is a common enough concern and you know if people feel that this is only being done so that actually we're going to gobble the productivity benefits and then put people back on five days, or we're going to, you know, cut our staffing uh, contingent at the end of the process, then it's not going to work. So this needs to have a really clear sense of trust and and, and collective responsibility between management and between the employees, for sure.
1: Got it. All right, Joe. And final question and the most important question for you of this entire conversation. Do you work a four-day work week?
0: (laughs) I will give you the honest answer. I used to work a four day work week. Right now, it would be a lie to say I'm working a four day work week. I'm in the process of transitioning to CEO of our organization. We're just after hiring someone to backfill my post. So, my days, hopefully, of trying to do two things at once are, are coming to an end. We've every intention of being a four day week organization for our own people, as well as for the, the, the companies that we work with. Yeah, you got to
1: eat the dog food, right? If you're going to preach it. So, that's very, very important to do. Absolutely. Joe Connor is a global pilot program manager soon to be CEO at uh, four and you know uh, the name of your organization I know it's fourdayweek.com but what is the name of your organization
0: again it's four day week global
1: four day week global right at fourdayweek.com Joe thank you very much for joining us great information and it is a uh, uh, you know a fascinating topic that I do agree with you Joe is going to evolve over time and this is not going to go away so um, we will see where this goes and I wish you best of success
0: thanks Gene it was a pleasure
1: you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive, please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care.
0: This podcast is Property of Paychex Incorporated 2022 All Rights Reserved.